let's all stand up as we pray together in one accord. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We stand upon your word that saved. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. This morning, this is our prayer, Lord God Almighty, as your word is about to proceed forward. Give us a spirit of understanding. Let your light shine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down. <laughs> I just want us to do something this morning. I want us all to clap for the man of God and his wife. Come on, give them that, Apollos. A man of God, I made them clap for you for a reason. I don't know how you do these things. For the whole of this week, I couldn't sleep. I had sleepless nights because I was going to preach this morning. So I was wondering, how do you do this every Sunday? God bless you, man of God. God bless you. God bless you. Can you all sit down? God bless you. The title of my message for this morning is, Don't Cave In. Don't Cave In. Don't Cave In. Using my pain for his glory. Using my pain for his glory. And I'll pick it from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. I'll read from the New Living Translation. I read, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. On Tuesday morning, I was asleep when Ed Edmond called me that pastor has sent me a message. And I went through my WhatsApp and I saw the message. Ed, do you know you are preaching this Sunday? I say, hi, Abola. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the sleep went from my eyes. I just woke up. I said, what? I started questioning myself. Kojo, you are not eloquent enough. You have a lot of flaws. You have a lot of weaknesses. Can you do this? Then I heard vividly the word of God. Don't cave in. Don't cave in. Don't cave in. Don't cave in. And this morning our brothers manifested that. Because nobody thought he has this gift in him. So when I heard it, I said, wow, don't cave in. And suddenly, the word of God started coming forth. The theme for the month is stewards of grace. And it speaks from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. God has given each of you a gift 
from his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them to serve one another. Great variety. Not a specific. Great variety. Great variety. So when I heard the word, don't cave in, then I knew God had something for us. In James chapter 5, verse 17, there's this man of God in the Bible that I love so much. I love his character. I love everything about him. His name is called Elijah. And this is what the word of God says about him. In James chapter 5, verse 17, I read from TPT version. Elijah was a man with human frailties, just like all of us. But when he prayed and received spiritual answers, he actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years. Elijah was a man with human frailties. And I underlined that word. I went to Google to search the meaning of frailties, and it's explained like this. Condition of being weak and delicate. Condition of being weak and delicate. So the Bible is saying that Elijah was a man who was weak and delicate. And you know, I kind of empathize with that scripture because I put myself in that shoes. I am a man full of weaknesses and frailties. But something said, the word of God said that he became weak, that I will be strong. Because there was a divine exchange. And now Christ has taken away my weakness and put in place my strength. So then I heard, you are going to preach not because you are strong, but because Christ is strong in you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, I read, But God chose those whom the world considers foolish to shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny and powerless to shame the high and mighty. He chose the lowly, the laughable in the world's eyes. I love the CVT version. He said he chose the laughable, the laughable and the lowly in the world's eyes. That's what the world considers. They see us as foolish people. They laugh at us. They mock us at, at us. Why are you not doing this? How are you able to live? How are you able to cope? But the word of God said, God chose those people. The lowly and the laughable in the world's eyes. Nobody's. So that you will shame the somebody's. Ha ha. Ah, this is so deep. Ah. There's something running through my veins. He chose the nobodies to shame the somebodies. For he chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent. Hi. Baba God, you'll be too much. So that there will be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. Ha. And it just touched me so that there will be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. Don't cave in. Now I go back to the Bible. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9 to 18. Please, if you can put it on the board. 
First Kings chapter 19, verse 9 to 18. Let's read together. And I read in Jesus' names, name. And there, he, and there here he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Please, woman of God, please pause for here. Yes. Sorry. He went into that cave and spent the night there. But the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here? This morning, that's the question I'm asking you today. What are you doing here? What are you doing in the cave? Some of you are hiding in the cave because of your past traumas, because of the things that you went through, the things that the world call it past. And there's a reason why they call it past. When I was young, I was always mocked with my voice. They said that I speak like a lady. So I was mocked in school, bullied in school, and it made me cave in. In my former church, there were so many opportunities for me to speak, but I said, no, I can't speak, because that thing was still in me. I was always caving in. I said, no, I can't speak enough. When I came to this church, by the grace of God, one that was there, the man of God said that you are going to speak. So I called my brother Edmund, I said, I can't speak. He said, you can speak. You know, because of my past, because of the things that I went through, I chose to cave in. And it's so with most of us. We have chosen to cave in. We have chosen to hide. We have chosen to hide behind because we are afraid to come out. Some of you will say that, I used to be this. I used to be this. So God can't use me. I used to do this, 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 and that. I'm standing here because I used to be a drug addict. In my youthful age, I was a drug addict. I, went, I even went to the stand of selling drugs on the streets. But God called me and chose me. And now when I say it, people say that, no, you are lying. No, because God has cleansed me. Because I chose to rely upon his strength and his grace. And today the word of God is coming to us saying that don't cave in. God can use you. God can use you no matter what you are. Someone will say that I used to be a prostitute. Oh, don't go there. Because God used a prostitute in the Bible. Yeah. Her name was Rahab. That's right. The word of God said that Rahab hid the men of God. And the funny thing about God is God chose her and made her come into the lineage of Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is amazing. This is amazing, family. This is amazing. This is so amazing. This is so amazing. Somebody will say that, oh, God can't use me because I'm a womanizer. The word of God said that God chose David. That David, even in his old age, the word of God said that at the age, his old age, he still went in for another woman. But God called him the man after my own heart. Somebody will say that I'm a murderer. I <laughs> don't go there. But God used Paul. The word of God said that Paul, in his zeal to please the men of old, he killed so many Christians. But on his way, he had an encounter and God used him to transform a whole nation. And the word of God said that he, he wrote the two texts of the New Testament. Somebody will say that God can use me. I'm Elijah. Now let's go to Elijah. Woman of God, can you continue, please? Yes, please. So verse 10 says, So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. 
For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Amen. Woman of God. Look at what he's saying. The word of God came to him. What are you doing here? And he started the complaints. Some of you are complaining so much. Look at it. So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left. Sometimes we feel that we are alone. We feel that we alone are going through these things. We feel that there is no purpose for us anymore. Before this story, this is the man that God used him to kill 450 prophets of Baal. The word of God said that people came and said that he said to the people, now let's choose. If God is God, let him reign. If he's not God, we will worship Baal. And the word of God said that they built two altars. The prophets of Baal built their altar and Elijah also built his altar. The word of God said that Elijah called down fire from heaven to consume his altar. And he killed all the 450 prophets of Baal. But then one woman rose up. That is the woman Jezebel. And in our life, sometimes things rise up after many victories, after conquering mountains. From your childhood age, you have conquered so many battles. You have conquered diseases. You have conquered a lot of things. And you are sitting here because God has made a way. You have conquered a lot of things. But then sometimes you are still hiding. The word of God that he said, the woman of God rose up and said, let it so be with me. If tomorrow by this time you are not dead. And when the man of God heard this word, he started running away. This a man who has killed 450 people. Now he's run away from one woman. And isn't it so amazing? Somebody say it's amazing. it's amazing. That we have conquered, we have overcome so many things, but we are riding, running away. We are giving a lot of excuses why we can't function. And this is not about church. What I'm talking about is not about serving in the church. But what I'm talking about is going out into the word, propagating the gospel, using our life as an example to change our word. We are hiding in the caves because of our past. We are hiding in the caves because of one word that we have received. There are a lot of complaining going on. I can't do this because of this. Go, you come to church, we say that praise God. He said, I can't praise God because I am going through a lot of things. But this is the word of the Lord. Woman of God, please continue for me. Verse 11 says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Mm. Please continue. And after the earthquake a fire, but mm. the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. Amen. Amen. Woman of God. Please, let's go back to the preceding voice, uh, the preceding verse. The word of God said that when he went to the cave to see the face of God, after God, I said, that, what are you doing here? The word of God said that the Lord started coming to him and he said, there was a strong wind. 
sovereign blows us. The word of God said that a house that is built on the stand when the wind comes, it will shift it away. The wind will come. The word of God said that after the wind came, the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind came an earthquake, there was a shifting, there was a shaking, and there will be a shaking in our lives. Amen. And after the earthquake, the Lord was not in it, and there came fire. The Lord was not in the fire. And this is what I like. He said that but the, there came a still small voice. As I speak to you right now, there's a still small voice speaking into you right now. Saying something to you. As I speak to you right now, don't look at me as a mere figure standing here. I'm nothing. But just listen to that still small voice speaking through me. That still small voice, that is telling you something. That still small voice, that is trying to heal you of that brokenness. That still small voice, that is telling that you are enough. That still small voice, that is telling that get up from that cave. That still small voice, I just want you to read it. The word of God said that there came a still small voice. Woman of God, please, can you continue for me? Yes, please. It says in 13, So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. Woman of God, please. You see, another question again. What are you doing here? The first one, what are you doing here? And he complained. The second time, what are you doing here? And he started complaining. Sometimes we complain a lot. And you know, the more you complain, the more you lose the power of God in your life. The more you complain, the more you lose the touch of God. The more you complain, the more you lose. Yeah, the economy is not good. Yeah, you don't have good education. Yeah, things are not going as planned. But when you come before God, this is not the time for complaint. Sometimes you need to come with a lot of gratitude. Sometimes you need to come to God with the face that he has done for you. God was looking for Elijah to say that, Lord, by your strength, I have conquered 450 prophets of Baal. Lord, by your strength, I have killed 450. By your strength, Lord, I called down fire from heaven and it consumed that altar. But that guy forgot all about that. And it's so true of us. Sometimes we forget the things that God is doing in our lives. We forget the many things that he has done for us, the mountains that we have conquered, the things that we have achieved, but we choose to complain. And for the second time, God asks him, what are you doing here? And I'm asking you the same question. What are you doing here? Hiding in that cave. Is that a place for you? I'm asking you the same question. What are you doing here? Today, I want to provoke your faith. This morning, I want to speak into your inner being. This morning, I want to provoke that spirit man in you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He started complaining. Let's go to the next verse. 15 says, Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king of Syria. Mm, 16. Mm, mm. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son mm. of Nimshi, as king over Israel, mm. and Elisha, the son of Sephet, of Abel, Mehola. You shall anoint as prophet in your place. Amen. Amen. You see, God didn't go to complain. He said that you have complained enough. There's not a time for complaint. I'm giving you an assignment right now. There's still an unfinished business for you. 
There is a, still a tax ahead of us. There are a lot of mountains that we need to conquer. So God said that enough of this complaint. I'm tired of this. Now go. There's a summit. Go and anoint. Go on and anoint. Come on, go and build that business. Come on, go and build that school. Come on, go and take care of that children. Come on, go and take over that city. Come on, go and conquer your mountains. That's the assignment of, ahead of us. God said, go. Enough of this. There are a lot of people that you need to anoint. There are a lot of people that you need to bring them to Christ. There are a lot of things that you need to do for the Lord. God is waiting for your money to be used for the building of his kingdom. You are here complaining. God is using you to bring your friends into the kingdom. You are here complaining. God is waiting for you to speak forth his word. You are here complaining. God is waiting for you to sing unto the word. You are here complaining. Are you going to wait till the word conquer us? Are you going to wait till the word take over? The word is trying to subdue us. But this morning we refuse. This morning we refuse to sit down. This morning we refuse to be caving. This morning we are going out. This morning we are taking over cities. This morning we are building nations. This morning we are building businesses that will sponsor the kingdom. When it's time for us to go for evangelism, sometimes we need buses. Sometimes we are begging people to use their cars. Don't you think God is waiting for you to build that business so that that business will produce a lot of money that we will use to buy buses for the propagation of the gospel? Don't you think God is waiting for you to build a business that will bring a lot of Christians into it so that they have money to support the church? Don't you think so? Do you think it's only about this? No, you were called for a purpose. And this morning, I want to provoke your spirit. You have called for a purpose for such a time as this. Romans chapter 8 verse 15, I read the TPT version. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. We did not receive the spirit of religious duty. Leading you back to fear, never being good enough. Ha! so that by the fear of never being good enough. And that was what was running to me, through me this week, the fear of never being good enough. I said to myself, I'm not that eloquent like Pastor John. I said to myself, I'm no, I can't sing like the woman of God. I said to myself, I'm not educated enough. I said to myself that I don't understand the Dutch language. I was trying to limit myself. There's fear of never being good enough. But this morning, I provoke your faith. This morning, I speak to that fear. This morning, I command that fear, come out of you in the name of Jesus. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Ha! Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. The spirit of full acceptance. The spirit of full acceptance. Do you know what this means? The spirit of full acceptance. God is saying that I have accepted you as you are. I've called you as you are. I don't care about what you did. For I called Paul, who has killed thousands. I called David, the man after my heart. I called Bathsheba, who conspired with David to kill the husband. Ha, who do you think you are? I called Mary. Not good enough to conceive the Christ. Ha. The ministry of full acceptance. Hey, this is so deep. Ha, the Bible, I love the Bible. The ministry of full acceptance. Enfolding into you the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. You will never feel orphaned. I lost my dad when I was young. In Ghana, you know, when you are the first male child, there are a lot of responsibilities that come upon your shoulders when you lose your dad. And I, I remember that time I was in the senior high school, I said that there's no way I can make it because my dad was my bedrock. 
and I thought I can't make it. But throughout the years, today I'm standing here because of the word that my father spoke to me when he was about to die. He said that, Kojo, the arm of flesh will always fail you. Don't put your trust in man. And there's something that I want to instill into you right now. Don't put your trust in man. But it will always fail you. But put your trust in God. And throughout the ages, he said that you are not an orphan. Some of you feel forsaken. Some of you feel that like this word is not good enough for you. Some of you feel like you are a failure. You know, some of you feel that like what you have gone through, there's nothing that you can come out. But God said that you are not an orphan. He has called you. That's why we can see that our beloved father. Hallelujah. Amen. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood read to us as he whispers into our innermost being. You are God's beloved son. Hi. I am God's beloved son. Amen. He has called me for such a time like this. He loved me, chose me for such a time like this. To stand here to declare forth his word. I am God's beloved son. I'm God's beloved son. I'm God's beloved son. I'm God's beloved son. I'm God's beloved son. And I like this. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. <laughs> Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Hey, the entire universe is standing like this. They are waiting for your full manifestation. They are waiting for your full manifestation. The entire universe is standing like this, waiting for your full manifestation. And this morning, we re-echo the words of the Lord. We refuse to be caved in. We are not caved in. We are coming out of that. Amen. The word of the Lord said that Jesus came into the tomb and said, where is Lazarus? And they said that he has been buried in the cave. Then the word of God said Jesus was provoked in the spirit. And he declared forth, Lazarus, come forth. This morning, I stand upon this word, and I command your soul, come forth from that grave. Come forth from that grave. Enough is enough. That vision has been buried for so long. That dream has been buried for so long. That business has been buried for so long. But this morning, I declare forth the word of the Lord, and I command you, come forth from that cave. Come forth from that cave. That dream cannot die. That vision cannot die. You cannot die. You will live to testify the goodness of the Lord. Your glory is hidden in that pain. Use it for his glory. In the name of Jesus. 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 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7. I read, throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness. Ha! Visible display. Nobody has seen God, but God is saying that you will be the visible display of his glory. Ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand this. God is just trying to tell you that we don't see God. Nobody sees God, but God is saying that you, sitting here, will be the visible display of his glory. Ha! Who am I? What? Like, no. I, who am I to, like, for God to tell me that, that I am going to be the visible display of his glory. This is so amazing. No, you don't understand it. Like when you look into the mirror, now God is trying to say that that mirror there, what the, the reflection that you see is the visible display of his glory. That means that wherever we find ourselves, we are the visible display of his glory. Amen. Ah, this is so deep. No, well, like, who am I? Like, 
So that's why, you know, God is using his talent. So the young man came here, he sank, and all of a sudden the atmosphere was shifted that's because right. it's the visible display of God's glory. Yeah. It is so deep. At your workplace, people will say, ah, you are different because you are the visible display of God's glory. That's what the word of God says. That whatever you find your hands doing, do it as if you are doing it for the Lord, not for yourself. And because we are the visible display of God's glory. This morning, as you go out, just have this in mind. That I'm the visible display of God's glory. I am God's masterpiece. That's right. Created anew in Christ Jesus. For all form of good works. I'm the visible display of God's glory. You are the crown of God's royal diadem. Waiting to use you for the, his glory. In the workplace. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. This morning, as we all rise up together in one prayer accord, please let's all rise up. Let's all rise up, please. I'm reading Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3. I'm reading from the amplified version. I read Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come. And the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth. And deep darkness will cover the people. But the Lord will rise upon you. And his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. All eyes closed. I just want you to meditate upon this word. As I read it again. I'm speaking to your soul right now. That arise. From spiritual depression to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come. And the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness covered the people. But the Lord will rise upon you. And his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light and came to the brightness of your rising. When someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So all of us who have that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. The Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him. As we are changed into his glorious image. This morning, let every veil be removed. I command every veil to be removed. The word of the Lord said that nobody lights a lamp and put it under the bed. We bring it out so that we can shine. I declare this morning, arise and shine. I command your soul to arise and shine. I declare over your life that arise and shine. 
Let every veil that is covering you, let anything that is covering you from shining for be removed. In the name of Jesus, we remove every veil. We command every veil to be removed. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 